That's the Mile High Hoops podcast with me, Zach By, powered by my friends at Superbook Sports. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By, presented by Superbook Sports on your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, and as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the pod, reacting to, unequivocally, the best win of the year for your Denver Nuggets at home in a high-leverage game with the number one seed in the Western Conference on the line, the Nuggets figure it out. They kind of feel like they kind of turn the corner here. They give their best defensive effort of the season, bar none, and dominate the Memphis Grizzlies to the tune of 105 to 91. They smothered Memphis. I think the Grizz uh, came into this game averaging 116 points a game. You hold that team to 91 points. The first quarter was um, as uh, dominant defensively. And first of all, it's 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 uh, once again far and away the best defensive game of the year. Um, it's also the best defensive quarter of the season. To hold Memphis to 14 points in 12 minutes is almost impossible. There is no other example to point to uh, from the Grizzlies this year where they get held in check uh, to that degree. All right, a handful of takeaways here. Uh, as I have come in, it is a um, it is a Wednesday morning, and this will be the last podcast we record probably for the next week, I think it'll be, uh, as I'm going to take some time off for uh, Christmas and spend some time with my family. Uh, really looking forward to it, actually. Uh, and I'm just so glad that we get to come in here and for the tone today to be what it is because I am so wildly encouraged by what I saw from these Nuggets. And 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 I knew, I knew that the version of themselves that they had been rolling out game after game, because it's not early in the season anymore, right? Like, we're over 30 games into this thing, okay? Um, we're, we're, we're at Christmas, all right? And the version of themselves that they kept on rolling out game after game defensively was so maddening because I know that it looks closer to this, that it can look closer to this than how it had been looking. So I'm just wildly encouraged. This is a game that Jamal Murray did not play in. Michael Porter Jr. is still not back, all right, which it, it kind of gets complicated to a certain uh, degree because, like, okay, you played your best game of the season, your best defensive effort of the season without these guys. Um, that's certainly a conversation that 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 we can have. But this is a game that Christian Brown started his first ever NBA game. This is one of my major takeaways of this contest on went on Tuesday night on TNT. Christian Brown gets his first ever start, okay, and plays like that. You're on national television against one of the best teams in the NBA. You're guarding an MVP candidate in John Morant, and for Christian Brown in his 29 minutes, and the stats don't tell the whole story, okay, because you had to watch the game. But the stats do say in 29 minutes, 13 points. He was a plus nine when he was out there. 
uh, pulled down three rebounds, had an assist. Um, I just don't think they're representative of his impact. He had a signature block on John Morant, who was trying to ISO him up and take him to the basket. You just don't see it a lot. And for that guy to start his first ever NBA game on national TV against the Grizzlies and to have the impact he had defensively, he was running the court, he was throwing down uh, dunks in traffic. I mean, this dude, Christian Brown, I am so impressed. I like, I have like, and I took a, a whole page worth of notes watching this thing, and I, I, I must have wrote down uh, Christian Brown's name three different times. At one point um, in the second quarter, I just wrote Christian Brown has been everywhere, everywhere, diving for loose balls, making an impact defensively, the closeouts, right, the closeouts. Again, this is not stuff that shows up on the stat sheet. But Christian Brown closes out on shooters as good as anyone uh, on this basketball team. And stuff like that to Michael Malone matters. I didn't think he'd put him in there to start. I thought Michael Malone was going to start Bones. Uh, I did not think that he would start the rookie. And he did, and it paid off in a major way. And now, I don't think you can put that toothpaste back in the tube. We've been talking about this for weeks well, with the rookie out of Kansas, for weeks on this podcast, this guy needs to play every single night. And now, it's like the question is, do you leave him in the starting lineup? I think it's a legitimate question. Um, I was uh, just so thoroughly impressed. And, you know, once again, I, I don't think when you think of a team like um, the Denver Nuggets, you think of like the most athletic team in the league. But God, man, this revamped roster... With 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 you know um, Jeff Green, uh, you know back in the fold this year, Aaron Gordon obviously um, being the best version that he's been in his professional life is this season. We're watching it. All right, we've been we've been chronicling it here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. But but Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon, the addition of Bruce Brown and the addition of Christian Brown, these guys are flying around to a degree where it feels like they're averaging like 11 dunks a game. And I don't even know if that's a feel. That might be a fact. We talked about it in the most recent episode. I think they had 15 dunks in the most recent game. They must have been in double digits again. I think Bruce Brown had four himself. Just flat out, flat out fun to watch. Like good and fun to watch. And uh, I thought Aaron Gordon was fantastic again. 24 points. He was a plus 22 when he was out on the floor, seven rebounds, four assists, had multiple steals, had a big block, uh, was efficient. And, and and the only reason he didn't shoot a better percentage, and he was 9 of 16, but when when the game felt like it was in hand, he kind of tried to go in his bag a little bit, try to step back, try to three, uh, try to pull up jumper from like 16 feet, and, and, and none of those three went in. But when he is attacking, and Stan Van Gundy talked about on the broadcast, like, and we've been talking, I don't need Stan Van Gundy to tell me, but he was highlighting what we've been talking about. Aaron Gordon, his focus on getting to the front of the rim this year has just been a marvel. It's like it's like a guy who just fully acknowledges his superpowers and um, isn't going to that other stuff uh, as often as he has in, in years past. You still see some of it, that's fine. And, and, and I'll say this, he hit a monster corner three. Uh, let me have here in my notes, because I want to give you the exact score. Uh, there's there's about five minutes and thirty seconds left, and, and and Memphis is storming back, and they're down you know twenty at one point, and now it's like ten, and now it's in the fourth quarter, and you feel them coming on, and Aaron Gordon's three with uh, under six minutes left, about midway through the fourth quarter, pushed that lead back up 
to uh, 13. And then it was a possession or two. I think it was two possessions later. He has a driving uh, a baseline dunk to make it 99-84 and another, like, exhale moment like, yeah, th- this is going to happen. Like, the Nuggets the nuggets um, are going to finish this thing. Um, you know, and then he, he also had uh, really the, the, the nail in the coffin, which was a reverse dunk to make it 105-87, um, and that was the last note that I took. I, I wrote, uh, AG reverse dunk makes it 105-87. It's a wrap. So Aaron Gordon continues to play great, all right? I thought Nikola Jokic, do, do you guys realize that he took 12 total shots? 12, and I don't even know if it felt like that many, but he goes for another triple-double, 13 points, 13 rebounds, 13 assists, and was a plus 13 when he was out there. You can't make that stat line up. You cannot make that up. Um, I thought Jokic was brilliant. He had a career's worth of highlight passes in one game. I mean, the... Uh, the the between the legs bounce pass and that was very Chris Webber esque and you know shout out Mike Malone he, he he called that after the game and a light bulb went off that is so true that's so Chris Webber uh, from back in the day the between the legs bounce pass to Bruce Brown he goes in for a dunk Bruce Brown was great by the way I, I and and he needed a game like that um, he was a plus twenty two when he was out there he goes for sixteen points five rebounds four assists four assists had multiple blocks. And that guy's just so bouncy, man. You see him knifing and transition through three different Grizzly defenders for an and one. He dunked that with authority of uh, the pass between the legs uh, from Jokic. He, he played great. All right. He played great. Um, but Jokic, I mean, the the bounce passes in transition, the one-handed bounce passes, the skip passes, the behind-the-head uh, a pass to a, a, a cutting Aaron Gordon what if you were a global um, bank who wanted to crunch? Excuse me. Um, it just—it was just so much good stuff from Jokic, and the fact that, like, if you told me that Jokic was going to score 13 points on a night where Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Porter Jr. don't play, I would have just assumed that the Nuggets were on the brunt end of a 105-91 loss, but they were in the driver's seat. This was a this was a uh, emphatic team win. I thought Jeff Green was really good. And how about the poster in that first half? Are you kidding me? It feels like this guy, um, you know, has recaptured what was in a time capsule from 2011. A couple games back over Gafford with the Wizards. Um, Last year, he had a career high in dunks. I mean, this guy is... um, He's really something, man. He's he's ageless. For, For a dude that's 36, if you didn't know that, you, there's no way you would guess that um, Jeff Green is 36 years old. So really like what I saw from him. Um, you know, Bones Highland uh, is is not shooting it well right now, and, and it feels like he's trying to shoot himself uh, out of it. Uh, he ends up with 12 points, was a minus 7. I thought the bench was good, though. The bench was good on the whole. They really were. Um, Bones actually hit a big 3 um, uh, there in that second half. Uh, it, w- it was imperfect for Bones, there's no doubt. Uh, but I thought, in general, the bench was really, really good, considering how bad it, it had been. And they were a huge part of uh, that win. A- everyone chipped in. Everyone. So it was good to see Zeke Naji out there, although he didn't you know, do anything to, you know, no referendum or anything like that. But Michael Malone going to him at the backup center spot, 
uh, instead of DeAndre Jordan is something that, A, we've talked about for a few weeks now, um, and it probably should have happened a few weeks back, right? Like, if you're that bad defensively, why not try, Zeke? These are old conversations, but um, it was good to see him uh, out there and just, you know, playing. Um, I I thought Vlatko uh, gave something. Um, and by the way, real quick with Zeke, and, and it doesn't show up in the stat sheet. I don't even know if they counted it as a rebound, but he had a he had a a, a, a tip out on a missed free throw that he took that resulted in a Nuggets three pointer. I think uh, it was um, a Contavious Caldwell Pope who made it, um, and 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 KCP goes for twelve, made five shots. Uh, by the way, as well, but um, low key, you know, like energy play from Zeke. So I love to see that as well. Um, man, it's, it's, it's got a good vibe to it right now, man. Michael Malone has to be really pleased. And honestly, I like, I'll give my own self a pat on the back. Like uh, hours before the game uh, tipped off, I went on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Byesline. uh, made a video for Superbook. Who's a, a presenting sponsor of this podcast. I'm like, whatever the best effort is of the season defensively for the Nuggets, that's what you're going to see tonight. The over-under total, guys, on this game was 236.5 points. And and my play, my Superbook play, was under that number. And I know the conventional wisdom was over, over, and the public was hammering the over. I saw a lot of score predictions that were like, you know, um, 140 to 131, 133 to 120. It's like stuff like that. No. The, and, and thankfully, the Nuggets found... Um, what uh, what I thought uh, that they could, and that was the best defensive effort of the season. So now we know that's like that's kind of like the new bar of first of all effort, first and foremost defensively, um, and just overall commitment to defensive principles. They can do it, guys. They can do it. They just haven't uh, at, at at really any point this season. But now you know what it looks like. You know what they're capable of. And that should be the standard that you hold them to. So uh, really good stuff. Really good stuff across the board. How about Aaron Gordon um, uh, uh, going head-to-head with um, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., who's leading the NBA in blocks, by the way, and dunking on him like three different times. That was awesome. It was awesome. It was good to see David Roddy back in Colorado, the Colorado State product. He's having a fantastic season for, um, for the Grizzlies. He had eight points. Uh, had his had his green coming into the uh, arena. That was really cool to see. Um, what else here? Uh, da, 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 da. I think I think that I think that covers most of it. Um, it was Jokic's sixth triple double this season, eighty second of his career. His MVP odds, and we've been talking about this seven days ago. Seven days ago, Jokic was twenty to one to win MVP. Yesterday. It was cut in half to ten to one after he averaged thirty six seventeen and nine over the last three games, being West uh, leading to Western Conference Player of the Week. And then the next day after last night, he's nine to one. So seven days ago, twenty to one. Yesterday, ten to one. Today, nine to one. Nikola Jokic is firmly back, squarely back in the MVP conversation. You love, you love to see it. We'll leave it there for now, guys. I hope everyone has a great holiday, a great Christmas. Hug people that you love. Send a text or a call to people that you're not able um, to, to, to be around. Have a great, happy holiday, however you get down. And uh, we are going to take a, a little break here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Next up, the Nuggets have um, the Portland Trailblazers. 
And then on Christmas, they play uh, the Phoenix Suns. And whatever happens over these next couple games, guys, you know we'll be talking about it next week right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Mile High Hoops podcast powered by Superbook Sports. Until next time.